beyond your CV, beyond your cover letter, there has to be much more to your brand than what's written in a one-page document. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Okay, wonderful. Listeners, my guest today is John Antonio's. He's been to branding for over 18 years, a personal branding strategist and executive coach of NLP licensed practitioner. John, we're looking at a service to do building a personal branding for career extension. So, John, in your own opinion, what is personal branding? Personal branding, in short, uh, Bernard, if I were to sum it up, is uh, taking what you do best and what makes you unique and uh, sort of highlighting that in everything that you do. Not just work, but in anything. So that's personal branding. So identifying what makes uh, you, well, basically you. So identifying. So that's short if you want, Bernard. So. Okay, so something that makes you unique, I didn't find out and just working on that. That's in short. Absolutely. And every aspect of life, Bernard. But this is very important to me because a lot of people confuse personal branding for something related to work only. Mm-hmm. And I believe personal branding is... Uh, uh, encompasses all elements of an individual, uh, personal and professional life. And I don't believe in something called, uh, uh, since we're on the subject, I don't believe in a work-life balance because uh, work is part of life, so you can't balance a part and a whole. So uh, to me, I don't stop being me at a certain point in time during the day and start being uh, the husband or the father or the friend at different points. So I'm the same person at work, uh, with friends, with family. That's my brand. That's my personal brand. Wow. So I like that that, that aspect. That it, it encompasses every aspect of your life, not only work life or not only career, but every aspect of your life. Your brand is still being executed or being exposed. Absolutely. Absolutely, Bernard. Well said. Yeah. All right, John, so today we're looking at how can you build a, a career, distinctive career with your personal brand. So walk us through the process or the strategies or your steps or, on that so that uh, we can just build a, a successful brand. Well, uh, Bernard, it's, uh, it's quite, um, quite interesting when you look at personal branding and careers because uh, I was saying uh, earlier uh, when we were having the offline conversation is uh, basically... A lot of people confuse personal branding as something that is uh, mainly for entrepreneurs or uh, uh, small business owners or business executives, but uh, none of them see it or very rarely do you see people seeking a personal branding coach or personal branding advice when they're uh, people who are more interested in careers within a corporation or a company. And this is where I hope today's uh, broadcast will highlight that personal branding is certainly for careers, is certainly for individuals that enjoy, because uh, not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur at all. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll all be uh, owners of small businesses and nobody will work for us. So uh, basically, um, uh, employees do have a personal brand. And uh, I believe that it is extremely important for uh, them to stand out 
in the career world, in the job pool, if you want, that you need to have a personal brand. And this is where my advice comes in. Uh, basically, beyond your CV, beyond your cover letter, there has to be much more to your brand than what's written in a one-page document. And this is where personal branding kicks in. Um, let's take any example, Bernard, of any employee. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll leave you to give me any example of any possible employee. Give me any employee, any company, anything. As ridiculous as it may sound. <laughs> so any company. Really, anything. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything. Uh, any industry, any major, any function, anything. Twitter. All right. Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's easy. Come on, Bernard. You're giving me an easy one. <laughs> all right. Let me give you something that is absolutely not online. Let's put it this way. All okay, right. Because I, I don't want to make it easy for me. Okay. Let's take any industry. Let's take a person who works in uh, pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So pharmaceuticals, I don't think it's, uh, well, to me, it's not the, the most interesting industry, but to a lot of people, it's quite the challenging one. And uh, a lot of people work in that industry, but uh, if I were to be, if there was a job opening of some sort, Bernard, and basically you're, you're depending on your CV purely to get you that job, uh, chances are in an industry uh, that is as competitive as pharmaceutical industry, uh, your CV will be just one of, um, I don't know, thousands of CV on an HR desk. Yeah. All right. Whether we like it or not, Bernard, competition is much more, is much fiercer than before. Uh, the attention spam of uh, people recruiting is much lower. So now, whether we like it or not, Bernard, everybody's being Googled. Mm -hmm. So I Googled, as soon as you told me about the podcast, I Googled your name. I'm sure uh, you do the same, same to anybody who you get introduced yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So we're being Googled all the time, whether we like it, whether we're famous, whether we're incognito, we're being Googled. And the thing is, uh, that's where we need to take control of what Google uh, sort of shows about us or reveals about our brand. So uh, at the very basic, Bernard, if I were to say the basic step for career and personal branding is uh, definitely have a presence online that identifies with your brand. Okay, that I that sort of reflects who you are. Um, I'll tell you a funny story, Bernard. Okay. Uh, before I became an before I became a sort of a, a consultant or whatever you want to call me, before I had my own business, I was head of marketing for Subway for eighteen countries. Oh. All right, so all the way from uh, Pakistan down to South Africa. Okay, so multiple countries across the region. I was very happy with my position. I was very well paid. I traveled the world. I had 80% of my time traveling. The point of the story is when I got to this master's class that I had mentioned earlier, mm. uh, the consultant was an American consultant who said, uh, she said actually, um, I wanted to get to know you guys before I walked into class today. So I Googled your names. So at the age of 29 then, I was, uh, I was quite, uh, if I may say, cocky and very uh, proud of sort of my career uh, sort of path and uh, the position I've had, the title. 
So, because I was the youngest in a class of average age was 34. Everybody had uh, less of an interesting job than I did. But when she got to me, Bernard, what she said was, John, I found, uh, and that's in 2009, all right? So she says, John, I found a Facebook profile, but I'm not sure if it's yours because it's not your picture. And I found a karaoke recording with John Antonius uh, uh, tagged on it. So I'm not sure if this is the same person, if either of them is you. And then and there, you know that moment, Bernard, in the movies where the music goes completely shut, you don't hear sounds and ears. That's sort of like what I felt. And this is where I thought, okay, so if if I get hit by a truck tomorrow and die, there's nothing about me. I leave nothing behind. Mm. So I'm head of marketing for 18 countries, but nobody knows that. And there's nothing about me. So this is where the whole concept of leaving a legacy behind you, standing out. I, I refuse to believe, Bernard, that any of us is a number. Mm. We're not numbers. We are meant to do something. So each of us, career-wise, are also very important individuals. Now, to focus back on your main question, career, purely career from a career perspective. First and foremost, understand, Yanis, if you want to take them, as you said initially, Bernard, in terms of steps, if you want to take steps into the equation. Step one, understand your brand. Understand who you are, because a lot of people... Um, Actually, 99% of the people I meet, Bernard, don't know their own brand. Don't, then let's not put it in the, the pretext of brand. Don't know their, th- themselves. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to call it brand. Brand sometimes alienates people, as I realize from the job. But uh, let's put it this way. Know thyself. That's command number one. If I were to give 10 commandments in person brand. Right. Okay. So know thyself is number one to me. And know what you're capable of know what you uh, excel in, know what you're weak in, uh, know what you need to improve, know everything. All right, so understand fully your capabilities. I know, uh, Bernard, the thing is, personal branding advice is almost one and the same across industries, whether it be a career, whether it be an entrepreneur, be it that. So to me, I, it's not like uh, I'm here to reveal something that wasn't discussed before, but to me, it's very important to understand that Personal branding is certainly within career distinction. And because you are, when you graduate from university, Bernard, and you're presenting, you're all applying to the same job. Or you're all applying in the same industry. Because let's think of a business school graduating uh, X number of students per year. And they're all in the same, uh, sort of looking for the same industries. Okay, MCGs and everything like that. On my CV, it would be one and the same as my colleague in class is CV, because we have no experience. Think of students. They have absolutely no, no experience. And they just have, we graduated from X university, uh, bachelor in business, for example. So there's nothing that makes them stand out from the rest of the batch. But in fact, on a personal level, there is. And that's why I honestly, genuinely always emphasize the word personal and personal branding. Mm. There is... There is an element that is personal and strictly you, right? And uh, bringing out or highlighting that in your, uh, be it in your apl- application for a job, highlighting, for example, if you have a sense of humor that is uh, attractive to many, highlight that. Don't be afraid of highlighting that in your career. To me, it's, it's sort of like strong points. So a 360 assessment 
this is one of the major things that I do to anybody who actually is interested in personal branding, and I'm sure you agree. It's an ass- assessment of your brand. Uh, one of the major elements, Bernard, that uh, the second point, aside from know thyself, is I would say know how people or understand how people see you. Right? Because that, that's in, in so many cases that clashes with how you identify yourself. Mm. So a lot of people don't necessarily, I say I'm funny, I'm, uh, I don't know. Uh, smart, uh, quick-witted, I'm just going to say whatever, I'm going to blabber any words. But to people, I seem dull, um, uh, lack a bit of confidence. And so uh, when perception does not meet identity, that's where you have a clash in your personal brand. And that's where there's something that you're doing wrong. There's something in your communication. And this is, this is how people base their perception. It's based on, be it verbal, visual, uh, communication, any kind of communication, body language, all these. So when we usually, when I usually advise in career, uh, one of the first things that I do is uh, run an assessment for um, individuals to see how people view them. I, sell, I tell them, please give this survey out to people that actually know you. Hmm. All right. So be it uh, colleagues, be it friends, people that I sort of, it's a biased opinion, but I want a biased opinion. So I want people that know you to tell me about you and what they think. So in a lot of cases, you'd be surprised by the results, what you think you are and what people see you as. And I think that's the second point of trying to understand how people see you and trying to sort of whether ameliorate or improve things that you, for example, Bernard, when I did my own personal assessment and I understood my three, sort of what people see about me, this was the first time when I realized that people see humor as part of my brand attributes. <laughs> to me, I have a decision, a decision to make. Do I keep that attribute or do I sort of try to drown it hmm. within other attributes? So this is where I change my communication or improve it. So to me, I found no. Actually, humor works. Humor is the closest thing, in my opinion, to people's hearts in any language. So to me, I said, why not reinforce that? So now I start basically any presentation with um, a slight, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it joke, but I started with some kind of funny comment that mm-hmm. would break the ice. All right, so that's my brand. That's part of my brand. Because everybody needs to understand what they have. And I genuinely believe, Bernard, everybody has something very, very unique. Not just something, multiple things. I'm a preacher of multidimensional personal branding. I like that. All right, so not just, I don't necessarily believe, Bernard, if you are a coach in personal branding, that's the only thing you're good at. I believe that there are so many subtle things that you are also as good at. Uh, one of the things I created is a five is a picture that has five me in it. So five different me's in the same picture. And each represents part of my brand. So uh, th- this is part of the thing is, I notice a lot of people uh, back to career, Bernard. I'm sorry, we're, I know we're drifting a bit, but I think it's a holistic approach that I'm using rather than a yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, from, uh, the the thing I notice a lot, Bernard, when I'm advising with regards to career, is the element of fear. Right, the element of 
what if this is not well received? What if they don't like this? What if I get fired because I do this? So the whole what if questions that are basically who discusses the lizard brain. And this is where the lizard brain acts up. Mm. All right. This is where, this is where your whole uh, fight and flight reflex works. Okay. So uh, we need to let go of actually to me, I tell instead of we need to let go of fear, we need to embrace it. We need to make that the driver in a lot of things. The driver in more in, in success, the driver in our career, the driver to a lot of things. So to those people listening to your podcast, and I hope we can help them together in that in, in today's uh, in today's podcast, is the element health it has to be removed. Otherwise, and this is where I say to a lot of people, do not blame anybody except yourself for the situation you're in at the moment. So if your salary is not good enough, it's your fault. If the company you're in, you don't like much, it's your fault. If you don't like your work much, it's your fault. Honestly, I don't point fingers at anybody else except myself, Bernard. So that's that's part of my what I believe will make a strong personal brand. So take control of your brand. Take control of your situation wherever it is. In a career, in a career framework, you have to take control of. How am I perceived by my colleagues, by my, by my subordinates, by my superiors, uh, by, my, by the clients? It's all within my control and I, it's my responsibility to take control of that. So that's why step one, understand what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you ask yourself, what, uh, where is fear generated from? I tell you fear is generated from that which you do not know. Mm-hmm. All right. When I don't know something, I'm afraid of it. It's the same thing with regards to your personal brand. When I don't know myself, I'm afraid of my capabilities. I'm afraid of what I'm capable of. All right. So I'm afraid of presenting myself with a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, and I give these, I, I, I met uh, sort of uh, people who have attended different workshops of personal branding with me. And I noticed that after that, they go and they had an idea at work, that, but they were afraid to ever present it because it might be shut down or they, they lack the experience. So if they present it to their upper manager, they probably say, why would he listen to me? I, I just joined the company. But uh, I have a lot of success stories of people that just overcame that fear, Bernard. And went for it. Because I'll, I, just like I tell anybody in any situation, not just career, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. What is the worst that could happen? I mean, I'd rather live with the outcome uh, than live with the, the, the burden of what if I had done so? All right. Living with the regret of not trying is much worse than living with the outcome of whatever it is. That is it. Of whatever it is. All right. So from a career perspective, you like your job, you want to stay in your job, stand out, dare to speak up, dare to say what, what, uh, what you think of something. It might be wrong. It doesn't have to be right. That's the thing. So we have the complex, all of us, Bernard, have the complex of trying to be perfect or trying to perfect whatever it is we do. And we sometimes miss out on a lot of opportunities because we were wasting so much time trying to perfect something. So we missed the window of opportunity. And the same goes in career. 
sometimes you're you're trying so hard to write the best cover letter uh, to perfect is but you miss out the window of actually applying and uh, guess what then you're gone and then the opportunity is gone then your dream job supposedly is just flew out the window so to me there's a lot of there's the element of time that is key in career uh, career distinction and um, but if nothing else Bernard if nothing else it's genuinely uh, understand your brand understand how people view your brand fix those so have those to match match brand identity with brand perception have that then start developing your tools mm. for career Before that, don't try to create a personal brand because you don't understand your brand already. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So first is understanding myself. Then I start sort of giving it the marketing touches of my brand. All right, what does Bernard stand for? What does John stand for? What does my name stand for? What is it all about? Just like you started the conversation. John, uh, what do you do? I said basically I said a whole bunch of other things. And then I said I help people cash in on their passion. So getting to a point where but to get to that statement which is composed of like I don't know a couple of words a lot of sort of if you want to call it self reflection a lot of uh, research a lot of that has been done on myself to be able to come up with to be able to summarize what I do in a couple of words but the attempts a lot of people want to sort of they use the shortcut in personal branding and okay my brand is all about 1 2 3 But uh, unfortunately, I wish it, I wish it were that easy. I wish knowing yourself is that easy. Honestly, Bernard, and I tell all your listeners, it took me a year of sort of back and forth reflection and, and research and asking about what people think of me and everything like that before I came to a result in anything. A year. All right. So if they, if if people want to do that. And and I tell this, and I'm sure you agree with me, Bernard. Personal branding is not something that you can buy off the shelf. It's not something that is uh, one and the same for everybody. Yeah, everybody has their own unique personal brand. There is a way to go about discovering it, but whatever you discover is uniquely yours. That's for sure. Okay, so career-wise. You start by identifying your brand. Next step, you move on to branding it, sort of creating the marketing toolkit. In that sense, be it from career perspective, from CV to cover letter to your LinkedIn profile to your actually to your whole social network profile. Okay, so I believe in a in a sort of a unified look and feel of your online identity. Okay. I'm talking about the big social networks, be it Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube. These are the networks I believe. Some people, and here, here's another, uh, if you want to call them tips, I don't want to call them steps, Bernard, I want to call them tips. Another tip with career distinction, everybody has something to say. So find a way, find a channel, find a medium that serves your uh, message best if you are uh, if you're interested in I don't know again let's take the example of pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. you want to present yourself as an expert in that start a blog about it start a podcast about it start YouTube videos about them but get your name 
out there. Be synonymous with the thing you're passionate about. Make your name equivalent to that. So it's it's trying to go beyond because I hate when the advice with regards to career distinction or uh, personal branding is limited only to the social networks. Okay, because the social networks, we like it or not, LinkedIn eventually becomes a modern of the CV. Okay, it's an evolution, but it's not it's it's not everything about your brand. It's still one side of your brand. It's still a dry side of your brand. And I believe if you do not blog, vlog, or podcast, this is my personal opinion, if you don't do either of those, then you're missing on a huge opportunity of communicating what your brand is about and having people... Because people do not at all associate with what they see on LinkedIn. They don't see, ah, I like this guy. No, uh, this guy has an interesting CV. That's where it stops. There's no, I can relate or I can build rapport with this guy. And this is extremely important. If I were to uh, apply NLP techniques uh, within career distinction or personal branding uh, as a general rule, you need to build rapport with the audience. You need to build that sort of, they need to relate to you somehow. So be it career-wise, you need to relate to whoever is hiring. Okay, a pharmaceutical company is looking for a pharmaceutical sales rep. Okay, but okay, beyond the CV, I need to explore my passion for pharma. My interest, my always continuous update. So I'm beyond just a salesman who can sell pharmaceuticals. I'm a pharmaceutical, I don't know what I call it, passion individual, passionate individual about pharmaceuticals. I understand pharmaceuticals more than my colleague who's uh, applying for this job who is into sales in general no i'm into pharmaceutical sales i understand so this is this cannot be communicated in a cv yeah cannot this is too limited a cv is too limited even linkedin now linkedin if you link it to other elements it becomes richer and definitely richer than a cv hands down but I'm saying it cannot stop there for career distinction. You want to, you you want to sort of identify yourself as the go-to person. Then it takes a little effort. It, it takes a lot of effort, actually, not a little effort. It takes a lot of effort to become the go-to person. I tell you, Bernard, and I I, I have one of my <clears throat> presentations or workshops, whatever you want to call them. I I, I entitled it Call. Okay, it was simply the call. And in it, it's just, I tell people, it's because it's a short half an hour presentation. I tell people how I worked so hard on building my brand in association with personal branding Mm -hmm. until I received my first call from a client. And I tell them I did not knock on anybody's door. I didn't have to beg, bug, buy any attention. I earned it. And this is the, if you want, the secret or the essence of personal branding. You do not beg, buy, or bug for attention. You earn it. And this is what I did with my brand. I did so. And the first phone call was Microsoft saying, excuse me, is this John Antonio's phone? Yes, it is. Are you the person, are you the personal branding strategist? Yes, I am. And that's the end of the, that was the call. 
and and this is how and this is how everything starts Bernard and this is how but this required years of work a year a full year of work of establishing that name for myself if, if, by the way Bernard I'm one of those people who believe personal branding is not a new thing yeah. okay personal branding is not it's not something that emerged and then uh, this is something that we just gave it a new title but self marketing or selling oneself or uh promoting what you do best these are all if you want synonyms or antonyms of the word okay so we've been doing this but now we gave it a title we gave it a methodology if you want <laughs> but it follows the techniques it follows the same techniques of marketing it's how we i can't market a product that i do not understand i cannot promote a product that i don't know the features of I can't market a product if I don't know the audience I'm marketing for. It's exactly the same thing in personal branding. I cannot sell myself if I don't know myself. I can't sell myself if I don't know my audience. Because how I sell myself to my boss, obviously the communication has to be slightly different. And I insist the communication, not the brand. So the brand is one and the same, but communicating it depends on the audience. depends on the audience you want to attract all right so uh this cuz a lot of people uh sort of confuse you just said i have to be one and the same brand to everybody absolutely but how communicate my brand with different audiences this is where the difference lies but my brand is one and the same just like think of it as a car a bmw is a bmw regardless of who rides it everybody will ride it differently. Yeah, everybody will ride it differently. Everybody would see something in that BMW that's different than the other. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You are the brand. How you communicate your brand with the different individuals that is case dependent. All right. So in career, you will not. Uh, you you will have to communicate your brand in a sense that I know my stuff at work. I stand out from the rest of the crowd because I dare to say something else. I dare to speak my mind. I stand up for what I believe is right. I have ideas. I'm willing to share them, and I'm not afraid. So uh, it's it's sort of like um, um, how do I stand? Because the the old school system in in careers is I need to blend in. I need to cover my head. I need to save my job. Now, if you look at the career, or actually, if you look at the job market across the world, across the globe, one loyalty has become to the project, not to the individual. All right, so the project is over. Thank you, Bernard, for your services. Uh, we'll be in touch. So loyalty is to the project, not to the person. Uh, creativity definitely, definitely uh, trumps over loyalty. Right. Be creative. Don't try to be shy and loyal to a company. I'd rather you be creative and daring, and be recognized as something. All right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I, uh, a lot of people would see a couple of things that uh, I, I would sum them up in this way. In today's world, if you want the critical success factors uh, when it comes to career, creativity trumps loyalty. individuality definitely trumps conformity and proactivity trumps hierarchy 
Okay, so this is this is uh, if you want to sum it up, I'd rather you be creative, individual, and proactive at work. Wonderful. Don't try, to, don't try to be loyal or conformant or follow the hierarchy. All right, there is a ladder at work. Don't think of it as a ladder. Think of it as a ramp. In that sense. All right, don't think of a ladder. Don't think of step one. I need to do this. Step two. If I follow the, if I sort of keep my head down. And stay here for the next three years. I'll move up to manager. Then, if I keep my head down for another two years, I'll probably move up to district manager or whatever it is. Honestly, Bernard, I think whoever thinks that way, personal branding is not for. Them. All right, and don't don't bother thinking of personal brand. I'm I'm I might be sort of um uh what what's the word I'm looking for? This might not necessarily please a lot of people that are listening to the show, but honestly, personal branding is about putting your heart and mind and soul out there and risking it being attacked mm. or risking it being shut down. If you are afraid of standing out and being different, then personal branding is definitely not for you. Now, I'm I'm, uh, I'm working on. Big project with regards to a huge public figure in Saudi Arabia right now, and that's the first thing I recommended to the client because they were afraid of negative PR or attack from the public. Mm. I said, "You are, if you're gonna, if you're ready or you're willing to put your brand, and you will definitely receive attacks." When I started my personal brand, and in our region, especially in the Middle East and Africa region, and I'm sure you can confirm, a lot of people said, "What are you doing? Uh, you think you're a superstar? Who do you think you are? All that." Just- I, I was attacked by the closest people to me, That's- and it's not an attack. It was it was out of, if you want, quote unquote, care and love and worry about me. It's like John, you gave up a head of marketing for 18 countries to start this. It's like, have you lost it completely? But it, not everybody understands that. Not everybody understands that. You need to be uh, in career, even Bernard. You need to be gutsy. You need to be courageous. You need to be fearless to get somewhere. Otherwise, just follow the path with everybody. Follow the herd. You will get to the destination. I don't know if the ultimate destination, but you'll get somewhere. It's not within your control; it's within somebody else's. So, personal branding is about taking control of, be it your professional or personal life. So, from a career perspective, if you're looking at personal branding, you're looking at it for the purpose of standing out, being different, possibly sometimes being fired, sometimes starting your own thing. It could be a lot, but it, you have to be ready. For whatever it is. Now, if you plan properly, if you know your brand, understand your brand, build it properly, then you reduce that element of uh, risk, if you want. But the risk is always there. Uh, I always quote, uh, and I know he he was a uh, host in one of your podcasts, but because I I am personally uh, uh, very attached, or actually very influenced by this individual, Seth Godin. And he says, uh, uh, safe, safe is dangerous. Yeah. Safe is dangerous. So walking beside the wall 
or walking among the herd is dangerous. And the explanation is, it's dangerous because it gets you nowhere. It's dangerous because the end is inevitable. The end is known. What will happen with you is absolute, it's known. That's it. We, we know what will happen if you follow that path. And, and, and so that's, that's the whole safe option. But personal branding is definitely not a safe a path to take. Personal branding is the daring path to take. It's for those who are, who are not faint at heart in that sense. And I'm saying if personal branding is done right, of course. Uh, so from a, from a career perspective, again, assess one of the, if I were to give one uh, sort of another key uh, element with regards to career, and this is because it's coming from a person who changed eight jobs. So I changed eight jobs before I started doing personal branding. So I really had my share of, be it local companies, multinational, regional companies, you name it. And I worked for the biggest brands, so it has nothing to do with, and I had this false, um, if you want, perception of multinationals are more, um, let's call it professional, and injustice doesn't happen in multinationals. But that's, that's, that's an illusion. Injustice or whatever it is, or unfairness or uh, all that, whatever any listener right now is listening to, is, uh, wherever they work, Whatever they're suffering from uh, career-wise, it happens in every company. <laughs> in every company. So do not uh, delude yourself or uh, live under the illusion of, if I change companies, this will be different. So what needs to change is not the company. It's you. It's you. Not the company. This is will never change. I had this illusion. I had, if I move from local to multinational, then it will... My, my problems or my disputes or my dismays will change. Absolutely not. They're just the same. Actually, they're magnified on a different scale. They become regional. Making sure that your values match the values of the company you're working for. Because otherwise, you will ever, ever feel relaxed or satisfied, regardless of how much you get paid, regardless of how cool your job is, quote-unquote, if your values, the values you believe in, are not met in the company that you work for, you will never be happy and you will always change jobs. So it has nothing to do with the company. So it's just like sort of matchmaking between two individuals. It's the same thing. You have to share the same values for it to work. Otherwise, it will not work. Okay. If, if the company believes it's okay to, I don't know, um, uh, enslave people, uh, and make them work for like 13, 14 hours a day. And this is completely against your principle and you're working there. Do you think you'll ever be happy? Never. If a company believes in, I can hold payment, uh, uh, to supply it. And you believe in everybody should take their own money at you know in due time. Will you ever be happy? No, because you're associated with a company that does that to its suppliers. So you feel embarrassed to say that I oh you work for this company that never pays up. Uh, but I'm not like that. But no, but you work for the company. <laughs> so 
there is something called person organization fit. So that's in, if you want to call it in organization behavior or in study of human resources, that's what they call it. What we call it in personal branding is value matchmaking. All right. So mm. make sure your values match those of the company you work for or you plan to work for. Okay. Otherwise, it will, this is something that will never work. Even if I please your salary, uh, reduce your number of working, whatever it is. It has not, if, if your company you work for it does not appreciate, does not give you the weekend to spend your family. So to them, family is not part of their values. And to you, family comes at the top of your value list. Will you ever be happy? No, never. All right, so for career distinction, a key element is value matchmaking. All right, so that's what that, that's what that's uh, so knowing your brand, understanding brand, branding it. That's one thing. That's the thing you need to do on your own. But why, why during the process of getting to know your brand, one of the things you try to extract, if I if I were to use uh, William Aruda's terminology, uh, to extract your brand, to extract your brand values, is what is a key uh, step that you need to take. You need to understand what you value most. And here's a, an advice: if you don't understand or if you think extracting values is difficult, just think of things, just think of the co- complete opposite. What is it that bothers you? Mm-hmm. And think of work, for example. What is it at work that actually bothers you? And values could be so many things. Values could be from family to financial stand. Values could be everything. So values are not platonic or uh, no, values could be concrete. So, but you need to understand what is valuable for you. So value could be also the love of technology. So if you're working for a company that is, I don't know, uh, still writes everything on paper, does not believe in computers, you'll never be happy even if you have the coolest job. Okay, so values could, they're a huge, huge list of values. I mean, if you Google online, say, value list and everything like that, I'm sure you'll come up with tons of words that uh, comprise value. All right, so this is very important. And that's why a lot of us, 99% of the people are not happy in jobs. For example, when they ask me, I mean, you worked for uh, Subway as head of marketing, 18 countries. Well, the company is great. I can't say anything about it. And I honestly, the company is doing an amazing job. Nobody can question the success of Subway around the world. But at the same time, the one thing is it's not Subway's fault. It's mine. Our values are not the same. It's easy. That doesn't make any of us or any entity bad or good. It's just different. So we're not trying to sort of make the company or say that the company is bad or the company is good or I'm bad or I'm good. That's not the point. It's regardless of I'm bad or I'm good, we do not work together. Mm. It's just like any relationship. Any relationship. And career is a relationship. All right. If you spend eight hours a day somewhere, it might, it has better be, it had better be a relationship. All right. So it's something, it's it's where you have to be happy, satisfied, content, uh, feel at ease, uh, in everything. In, in a lot of places, you find people very happy and you ask them, why are you happy in this place? You get paid peanuts. Because to them, it's not about the pay. Mm-hmm. To them, it's, that's not part of their values. Their value is not that. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying people who value money should be uh, looked uh, sort of down on. 
Actually, no, it, it, it has nothing to do. It's just like money to me is, to me, it's sort of like the a peace of mind or the environment I live in or the friendliness. That's what counts for me. All right. So that's why I'm happy. Uh, no, to me, it's uh, the money and the travel and everything. So that's why I'm not happy. So in the same company, that's why you see some people are happy, some people are not. So guess what? The company is not doing anything wrong. It's the individual that is just different from the company. And that's one of the things that are critical success elements for uh, career distinction is value matchmaking. And honestly, Bernard, um, to me, life is too short. Mm. So it's it, really a shame to spend it working at a place that you're not happy in. And regardless of your excuse, regardless of how you justify it to yourself or how your lizard brain justifies it to yourself, it's too short. If, if you believe the money is good and it's important for my family and everything like that, I'm sure if you're not happy at that job, uh, you're taking that unhappiness back home with you and you're destroying something else over there. So I don't think it's worth it. So to me, honestly, I know it sounds like I'm preaching, but to me, it's worth being happy working. It's w- definitely worth being happy uh, at your career. It, it so yeah that's, uh, those are also the values that I really cherish it's very important that even an individual understands uh, him or herself and the values he really likes to uphold to it helps like whether money or money no money whether family issues or whatever but you when you when it is incongruent with your true self and values you'll be more happy and be more fulfilling in your brand absolutely absolutely Bernard absolutely I, I like how you uh, capture things and sum them up. That's actually quite a unique um, talent. Uh, uh, and basically, uh, one last, if I were to, to give you a hit, sort of like uh, uh, another element is make sure that you're heading somewhere mm. from a career perspective. Uh, it's important in whatever it is, and especially career, definitely, is to have a goal. I mean, uh, just going every single day to work, uh, that cannot be a goal. All right, that's a process. So you have to have a goal, otherwise you would not move from that spot that you're in. Right? If you're a manager, you'll always be a manager. If you're a salesperson, you'll always be a salesperson. So there has to be a goal. And this goal has to be communicated in how you act, how you behave, uh, how you promote yourself. Because if I'm, uh, let's say, um, I don't know, a salesperson at a retail shop and... I, and my intent is to become floor manager or store manager. Then I need to start promoting my brand as such. I need to start promoting the qualities that uh, sort of reflect my ability to be a manager of the store. So that's that's uh, that's why. But to do so, then I have to have a goal. I need to realize that I want to become a manager, and I want to become manager at that certain date in that particular time frame and so uh, when I say goal I mean smart goals and I'm not going to go into a marketing lesson where I explain what smart is but it has to be specific measurable attainable realizable so uh, and timely it has to be that you have to have smart goals all right Mm. understanding your goals will help you work towards them will help you build your brand accordingly so uh, we, we, we have sort of conduct this mother of goal exercises, mother of all goal exercises. Have a goal for right now at the job. 
have a goal for a couple of, uh, for a year from now, have a goal for three years from now and have ultimate goals. Have these goals that are like one day I will, okay, have these goals that one day. Because these are the goals that will keep you going, keep you hoping for better, keep you working for better. Okay, see, these are the goals like I hope one day I'll get to the moon kind of thing. But there are several goals that have to come before that to get to a stage where I get to the moon. Right. So uh, a goal, goal, uh, sort of working against goals is quite important in career distinction. Um, you want to you want to say something, Bernard, before I move to the next point? No, that's right on. Let's move. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, always, always learn. Great. Never, ever, ever stop gaining or absorbing or getting new information and knowledge. If you believe you know it all, then you know nothing. Nothing. If you believe you're the, the person, if I for a second believe that I'm the ultimate personal branding guru, whatever that is, all these crappy titles that come out there, uh, then I, then I instantly lose, instantly lose everything. All right. So never stop learning, never stop developing career wise. You know your stuff. I'm sure you do, but never stop knowing more. Because there is, I mean, you could learn 1% more, but you learn something more. I probably read every personal branding book uh, when I started personal branding from 2009 to, uh, I don't know, 2000 and probably 12, 13. I read every book that came out to market. All right. And yes, you get to a point where advice and personal branding becomes sort of like oh, redundant. I've heard that. I've read that. But still, it could be a phrase. Mm. It could be a sentence. It could be a word that captures your attention. And that is enough to say that I took something from this book or I took something from this class or I took something from this podcast or presentation. I'm sure a lot of your listeners right now have heard a lot of my advice from you, from other guests, uh, from blogs they've read. But it, it could be just one word. Never assume you know everything. I mean, if I were to quote Socrates uh, before he dies, he said, the only thing that I know is that I know nothing. And uh, uh, that's, that's what I believe, be it uh, in personal branding in general or personal branding with regards to careers. So always, always uh, sort of update yourself with regards to the industry in totality, with the job function you're in, with the market itself. So there are a lot of things that you can actually continuously update yourself about in, in careers. Okay, so if you're in the tech industry, obviously subscribing to all possible tech news that are related to your job, understanding the industry as a whole and the globe, uh, understanding the industry in your country, understanding the market itself, understanding the customer of that industry, regardless of whatever your position in the company is, this is important information because this is the information that will help you stand out in any conversation especially those where you bump into the CEO of the company while riding the elevator up to your office. Mm -hmm. You have five seconds to pitch that idea that you have come across while reading a couple of things and learning a couple of things. You have a couple of things, and which brings us to what is 
has been known forever as the elevated pitch in that sense. Mm-hmm. Right? So make sure you have that idea. Make sure you have that idea because otherwise, ah, I wish I had told them that idea. You know, one of the worst things that I uh, suffered from, Bernard, I always used to come up with ideas and keep them to myself and say, no, nah, that doesn't work or uh, whatever, or I'll think I'll do it later or whatever it is. And then end up, and this happened in several sort of business ideas. Mm. And then I realize, and then like months go by and I see the idea being implemented somewhere. And this is where you're like, seriously, my thought of that a couple of months ago, guess what? You thought of it, somebody else did it. So uh, this is, uh, I wrote a blog post, Bernard, out of uh, humor, if you want. Uh, I, You know the expression, knowledge is power? Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, this expression is false. Knowledge plus action is power. Right on, right on. Because knowledge alone is not, knowledge alone is not power. It's like, think of it as crude oil. Crude oil on its own is not power. If it's not transformed into benzene, gas, whatever it is, if not, if there's no action taken onto that crude oil, it's just crude oil. It's just knowledge in your head. It does nothing. You are nothing with knowledge. You are not, you're something with knowledge and action. That gives you power. That gives your personal brand some power. And that gives you power in the workplace. So make sure whatever you read and learn and study, to make sure you present it in the next meeting, board meeting, present it to the CEO during uh, that short ride you're on the elevated. Make sure you uh, take action with regards to the knowledge you have. This will help you secure that distinction in your career. All right? And sometimes, nah, John, that's not a good idea. I don't think uh, the budget will. Okay, great. But. Uh, it's better than not thinking and not saying the idea and never realizing if it's come, it can come true or not. All right. So I, as I as I said earlier, I hate to live in the what if world. Okay. And and I give it. Uh, I say it from uh, again uh, during the workshops that I give, especially to students about career distinction. I tell them in personal branding, it's like uh, uh, like going out to a pub. And you see a girl. You're a guy and you see a girl. Okay, you're thinking, should I talk to her? Should I not? So a lot of people would not because that's the lizard brain and say, no, what would I say? What would I do? But when I'm preaching about person branding, I tell them, okay, so what's the worst that could happen? She'd probably turn around and not talk to you. Because unless you're rude or impolite, she will not slap you. So the worst that would happen, she'd ignore you. That's the worst that could happen. She'd ignore you. All right? So that's that's the possible worst. Because unless, again, you're rude, she will, and that's when she'd slap you or that's when it gets ugly. But aside from this, she'd just ignore you. But imagine that you actually do and you actually talk to her and it works out. Imagine the endless possibilities from there. It's the same thing. So if you keep your idea to yourself or you keep, you're, you're afraid of taking that, step further, step forward, you'll always live in the what if. And honestly, if you think about it, usually the the, the worst case scenarios are really not that bad. Yeah. Especially with ideas and careers. They're not that bad. They're not like the end of the world. They're just, oh, well, it didn't work. That's it. That's the maximum that would happen. 
in most cases, I'm sure there are exceptions to that rule. But in most cases, and, and really I say in most cases, it's just like, why live in the what-if scenario? Just go ahead and say it. But make sure you plan what you said. Plan it. Like, think about it. Make sure if you're suggesting an idea to, or you're pitching an idea to your manager, make sure you thought about it. And not just, hey, what about if we, I don't know, uh, make our french fries circular? Yeah. That's not an idea. That's actually, that's so random an idea. It doesn't come supported with anything. So, uh, also back up whatever ideas you have. That's as well, uh, career distinction wise in that sense. Uh, and uh, honestly, Bernard, that's if I were to sum it up, that's, that's how I look at careers. That's how I look at careers and personal branding. Um, it's, it's just how you, again, identify yourself in the workplace as somebody worth the attention of upper manager, uh, worth the attention and worth the time to listen to and advance within the career and uh, uh, get paid more, uh, get an advancement in the job, get a new title, get a new office. It's um, all that it requires is knowing yourself, understanding how people see you, making sure that those two match with each other Highlighting the value set that definitely because if your values do not match the company you're in, don't think of advancing in that company. Move on to another company. Trust me, you'll be happier. Um, and honestly, having goals while you do so. Uh, always having goals because, uh, you know, so I have goals in that sense. And um, yeah, well, definitely use the, uh, if you want the, online tools that you have beyond the social networks to communicate your expertise or let's not put it this way, to communicate your passion. In a lot of cases, it doesn't have to be expertise. Mm. It has to be passion. I know a guy, I'll give, I'll, I'll end up my, I'll end my, con uh, sort of my, um, uh, my talk with an example of one individual who I know used to um, work for a magazine, a tech magazine, uh, and he used to write reviews about different things, and that's his job. But he was so passionate about Nokia uh, back in the days. He was extremely passionate about it. And he used to like genuinely review every phone. That's irrelative or irrespective of the magazine itself. He used to write it on this blog. He used to get the phone, like really dissect the phone, uh, use it, abuse it, and everything like that, and pros and cons and everything like that. Guess what? He got a call from Nokia and he got hired by Nokia uh, to become a product manager. Oh. So he didn't reach out for Nokia. Nokia called him. And this is honestly, the guy was expressing something he's passionate about. He was so faithful and sort of like loyal to the brand. He loved it. He loved it. He talked about it. And nobody was telling him to talk about it. He expressed what he's passionate about. And somebody saw that he earned the attention of Nokia and Nokia called him. And this is, this is not a fairy tale story. This has happened to many people, to many people. But this is a friend of mine, personal friend of mine. Who did that? Exactly. All right. So uh, use the social networks, use the internet, use the digital sphere, if we put it that way, to communicate your passion. Communicate it, learn about it, read about it, understand more, take every opportunity to become more knowledgeable about it. 
And this will earn the attention of those you intend to attract. And what that's that's about it, Brent. Uh, that, that's a wonderful story to end with. That I think summarizes the whole thing. It's 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 wonderful in the area of career and brands. That yeah, w- when you act your passions out, yeah. certainly you draw the attention of the people you are seeking. Exactly, exactly, absolutely, absolutely, and that's how it matches. It's a it's a matchmaking process that happens. That's how the matchmaking happens. Wow, John Antonio's personal branding strategies. John, if you're to give the world a billion dollar advice what would that be all right you ready for it yeah it's four words it's the title of a new book that i'm writing but it's one advice that i give everybody that i meet Hmm. you shy you die Hmm. (laughs) you shy all right so don't shy away don't shy away from what you're destined to do bernard that's what i believe because you shy, you die. You're nothing. You disappear. Don't shy. Don't shy away. So that's my million dollar advice if you want. You shy, you die. Shy, you die. Great advice there by John Antonio's personal branding strategies. John, thank you so much for your time. Where would you, how can listeners connect with well, you? Well, uh, let's just put it this way, Bernard. I'm. Uh, all you need to do is uh, just Google my name and you can connect anywhere and I welcome every connection. I don't block any connection unless they become impolite or uh, annoying. But uh, I'm honestly on every possible network that you could possibly find. And uh, yeah, just Google my name and wherever is suitable for the audience, let them connect. Some people like it LinkedIn. Some people like it on Twitter. Some people like it on Facebook. Some people just uh, like to connect via blogs. Um, and I'm all over there. So honestly, I leave it up to your listener to choose their network. The easiest thing to do if you want to just Google my name, spell it properly, John Antonius, and that's all you need to do. I believe uh, if you do your personal branding right, all you need to have on your business card is your name. Perfect. That's all you need to have. <laughs> I like the engine, right? <laughs> Actually, I had that business card, Bernard. I used to give out business cards that just had my name in a search box. <laughs> that's it. And uh, honestly, that's that's uh, how you need uh, how anybody can build their brand. I didn't do anything. I didn't buy uh, search engine optimization. I didn't uh, buy Google Ads. Nothing. But it requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of giving from your time and yourself and your knowledge to get your name out there. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thanks so much, John Antonius, for this insightful discussion and, and, and talk on personal branding for career extinction. I'll keep you updated on that too. I'll let you know it's up on IT. Thank you very much, Bernard. It was amazing talking to you. I'm very humbled and honored to be on your show and uh, a very... Yeah, uh, really appreciative of the opportunity to reach out to uh, people, uh, all your listeners. Uh, it's a pleasure, and you're doing an amazing job. And thank you, really, for the invite. I'm really, really humbled and very honored. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure. I treasure. All right, I like that pleasure. I treasure. I like that. I will use that. Bernard told me that. <laughs> all right. Thanks. <laughs> Take care, Bernard. Take care. We'll stay in touch. Bye. Bye bye. All right, so at this time, I want to recommend my latest book, 
reputation management 99 ways to build and boost your brand visibility so check it on amazon.com today visit amazon.com slash author slash bennett kelvin the book is reputation management 99 ways to build and boost your brand visibility the best is yours <laughs>